welcome back to Redeem the Encounter. Um, this is Matthew, and I'm here with Kathy and Danny. And today we're going to be talking about the theme is um, rising from the ashes. And um, the first verse, the thing that I wanted to give is Acts. Uh, sorry, Isaiah 45:9 says, "Woe to him who strives with him who is formed." Oh, sorry, woe to him who strives with him who formed him. A pot among earthen pots. Does the clay say to him who forms it, what are you making? Or your work has no handles, right? So basically what we're going to be talking about is how we rise from the ashes, right? So how in the like most lowest parts of our lives, God lifts us up. And I kind of really like the analogy that the Bible uses and how it refers to us as the clay and how it refers to God as a potter just because it takes such a process for clay to be like molded and made into like something that you can use like a cup to hold something right so i wanted to kind of go through the steps um i and i wanted to read another verse which is isaiah 64 8 it says but now O lord you are our father we are the clay and you are our potter we are all the work of your hand so the process um, clay goes through um to become like an actual like pot to hold stuff is first they get the clay obviously and you know they take out all the stuff and they take all like the impurities of it and um i want to go to the part where it says um i, I read about it and it says they before would employ something called levigation which is a method of removing impurities by suspension in water right tempering agents were adding to were added to harden the clay or reduce its uh, pro uh propensity to crack so things are added to the clay to keep it from cracking right and one of these things is something called grog which is basically just broken up pieces of clay that were like from before, right? And just ground up pieces of old clay. And I really like this because thinking of us as the clay, mm -hmm. we at, at times are broken just like this grog, right? But the Lord uses those things that were broken down in our life, that brokenness that we had from situations in our life, like our dark moments, some, some things that happened to us that maybe are not the best things that we could have wanted. <laughs> yeah. But the Lord uses that. And he makes it so that in the next time we won't crack as easily, right? So these situations, we use it for our good, right? Yep. The Lord uses it for our good. And that's one of those things that I want to say like rise from the ashes because from those broken parts of our past, from the things that we've done before, the things that have happened to us before, the Lord can use that for our good and make it so that the next time, whatever trial comes um, next, it makes us less like likely to crack, right? And I want I think it um, ties in perfectly with this verse, which is Proverbs twenty four sixteen, it says, "For the righteous falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumbles in times of calamity." Right. So this is just kind of like basically going with the rise from the ashes. Right. You, yeah. No matter how many times we're broken down, no matter how many times we're taken down or we fall, we can get up every single time, and the Lord will help us. Right. And um, so I also wanted to mention the fact that like. Um, the clay, obviously, when you have to make it, yeah. it, you have to make it very hot so that you can mold it, right? Mold it, or so yeah. you can, like, form it. Yeah. Sorry. Well, after you're done molding it, you have to make it hot so that you can actually, like, so you can keep in place, right? Mm -hmm. So those things obviously refer to the fire or, like, trial by fire, yeah. right? Which the Lord can also use in our mm -hmm. lives to make us pure and take out all those impurities that we don't really want so like every single time we're like lord i surrender everything i would like take everything like uh like i think of the song that says right all these things that we're asking the lord to take away from us the the blood of jesus cleans us like all these things 
we have to do it by going through a trial of fire, right? We have to do it by being, by being, um, I don't know how to say it, like pressured, you know, by being heated up in this way where all these things like keep us in place after forming, right? Yeah. I don't know if anybody else has anything to say. I'm yeah, like talking for a long time. I agree with this like wholeheartedly because even, even if you guys see carbon, carbon is really hard. It's really hard and not only hard, but it's a kind of useless um, mineral. Um, yeah. Like carbon is really like, like nobody even likes to have carbon, but when there's pressure applied to carbon, like extreme pressure, pressure, something beautiful comes out, which is a diamond. So yep. I, I mean, I, I do agree with this. And even in, in Isaiah fifty-three three, it says that he was despised and rejected by people, and he was a man of sorrows, familiar with suffering. He was despised like no no other from the people that turned their faces, and we didn't consider him to be worth anything. And he's talking about Jesus here, right? Isaiah's talking about Jesus. So I mean, if you guys, as like you were saying, right? Like Jesus, like God will always bring you back up from your brokenness and from like your suffering and so he did so did he you know what i mean he yeah. went down to the pits of hell like literally yeah, he, did. he went like all the way down he was burnt as you guys all know uh, that's why the, it's called the holocaust of the of the lamb mm -hmm. because he had to go into a fire he had like he is the original phoenix, phoenix yeah. like literally he went down to hell he was in the holocaust he was turned into ashes and then from that he rose so I think if we have a God like that, I don't know why we are so scared of, you know, suffering a little bit. Uh, and I, I'm not saying suffering is nice either, because suffering does, you know, it, it's Hurt. not, it's, it, yeah. <laughs> it's not not a nice feeling. But I'm just, saying, I always ask myself one question: If Jesus was willing to go to, to you know, willing to go through it, who are we? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I think, I think, it, I think it applies to all of us. Like you know, like I think if you have to go through some suffering, I think it's better off to do it with Jesus than to do it alone as well. Cat, I don't have to say. Yeah, I also wanted, although, like, you know, being in the ashes and, you know, having our life, you know, now looking at the past, like, okay, we can all probably sit here and say, like, wow, my life was full of ashes. My life was uh, insignificant and it was very, uh, like, like not worthy and like worthless right um and it brings to remembrance of how of how important it is that we must go through these things because then we'll, when will we ever see like the lord's like favor the lord's mercy the lord's grace in our life if we didn't go through those hard processes so for example in second peter 2 6 um god talks about like punishing sodom sodom and gomorrah right but he was saying that this is like an example of what happens when we fall into sin what happens when we you know because of our own actions we actions we fall into these things it says in second peter 2 6 it says god also punished the evil cities of sodom and gomorrah he burned them until there was nothing left but ashes he used those cities as an example of what will happen to people who are against god so meaning that maybe our life did become ashes or it was at ruins we were like people with no hope we were people who were lost and you know had like zero nothing right to work with but because many of the times we had to make we not had to but we made bad decisions that made us go through these processes but then when we see that god has turned all of our ashes into gardens like the song <laughs> um it's beautiful to see like wow out of nothing out of something so ugly you can make it so beautiful and the process through that is very very uh you know up and down up and down up and down and it's not always the prettiest that we might think it is but then when you look at when you are in the place of gardens when you see that the lord's favor has been you know shown in your life how can you 
how can you not worship God? How can you not say thanks to God? Like David would saying, um, my soul praises you and it will never forget all the things that you did and where you've took me out from because those are the type of, now it's not saying like dwell on the things that, you know, the ashes, you know, like quote unquote, like our life was before. It's not, it doesn't mean dwell and be like, wow, like this is what I used to do before. And, you know, actually think about it and, you know, uh, have like nostalgia about it, but it's more like a, no, look at what God did with my life. How can I not sing? How can I not dance? How can I not serve him? How can I not, um, come to his house? How can I not have a relationship with him? Those are the type of things that like these ashes, I guess that we were in, or maybe even now we might be in, we can see that, okay, at the end of this, there's going to be a garden. We're going to have our garden. We're going to go from being uh, worthless to having no significance to questioning, like, what can you even do with these things? You know, like, uh, but it's beautiful because you know, like when, uh, you know, sadly a lot of, a lot of people lose their homes, right? Like in fires and stuff like that. But what does that mean? They have to like reinnovate everything rebuild everything construct everything and maybe they're gonna add more stuff that they didn't have before maybe they're gonna add new things and you know have something nice and and bigger because now they are able to but sadly there's situations that cause these ashes to come right like a house right you you lose it because there's there's reasons behind it maybe out of our control but we come when we have the final product of what happens after the ashes that's when we say like wow maybe this actually did need to happen in order for me to recognize like okay what I have now is what is meant for me, you know, because the Lord is intended it for it that way. Yeah, and I completely agree. And I think uh, somebody is like a prime example of that is like, um, it's Paul. Yes. Because I, I love this verse. I think this verse comes to me like every now and again. And I love it so much. And it's it's when Paul is talking about the fact that the Lord has, uh, he has like a thorn in his side. or He also calls it Satan's messenger to keep him from becoming conceited, right? Yeah. And he says um, in Second Corinthians, uh, it's in Second Corinthians 12, like the whole 1 through 10. And in 6, he says, Though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool, for I would um, be speaking the truth. But I refrain first so that, no one, um, so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. And the verse before he says, I will not boast except of my weakness. Right? And in 9, he says, But he said to me, right, Grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of christ may rest upon me and i think it's so beautiful because it's kind of like saying like i'm not gonna boast in like the times that like i'm doing like cool like great stuff right i'm gonna boast in the times that i'm weak i'm boasting the times that i'm beat down because there that's when i'm gonna see the lord's work it's kind of like a lot of times when we think like oh my gosh like for example i'm in a desert like like um, the song "The Septum Paradiso," which I guess is like a Vanessa version of "Grazing the Gardens," <laughs> but yeah, but like the Septum Paradiso, right? Like it's not saying it's like showing us to have a different way of thinking about it, right? It's showing us like not thinking, "Oh, I'm in a desert," like this sucks. Like the sun is like super hot, like it's super dry. There's no water. It's more like thinking, like, "Oh my gosh, I'm in a desert. I'm in my weakness." Like the Lord shrank. Like I can't wait to see what He's gonna. You do. You could even see it in like you the know? cover. Like the girl is like laying down with mm -hmm. like well, I don't know what she has in her hand, like a flower. Yeah. It's something alive, but around mm -hmm. her everything's dead. Yeah. So that's like a that's like yeah. It's a, it's a, I feel like almost like when you're having like a try or something, it's yeah. almost like reason to like, even though it's hard to think this way, it's almost like cause to like be like excited to be like, oh my gosh, like what is the Lord gonna do now? Like, like the Lord's strength is gonna show here because I can't do it anymore. Like God. Jesus literally take the wheel, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think it's so crazy. It's so cool to like try to think of it that way to be like, I can't wait to see what's going to happen right now with the Lord because right now I can't. So the Bible even says that in our weakness, the Lord is made strong. So imagine like, 
it, we have to get to that point. We have to get to the point where we are weak in order for us to realize like, wow, Lord, without you, I am nothing. Without you, I don't have strength. Without you, I cannot move. I don't have any hope. So when we are in the moment of ashes, of, of in a desert or of trials, that's when we realize, okay, I really cannot do this without the Lord. Yeah, I, I really like the Second Corinthians twelve ten, which is like the last verse where he talks about this. Mm-hmm. He says, for the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. Mm-hmm. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And I really think that's, like, the perfect, honestly, mindset to have. And it's so crazy, the fact that, like, Paul is, like, I mean, you know, he has so much to boast about. But, like, he also had a lot of hardships, and that's what he chooses to, like, boast about, you know. Um, and I don't know if anybody else wants to say anything, like, on this topic. I, I kind of want to. you switch to things. Yeah. Okay, go, go, go. Okay, I wanted to move on to um, this story in Ezekiel which is um, the Valley of Dry Bones, which I think is, like, a perfect representation of, like, the rising from the ashes just Mm -hmm. because it's literally, like, from death comes life. Life, yeah. Right? And so, basically, um, Ezekiel was in in the Valley of Dry Bones, and the Lord tells him, right? um, It says, it's in Ezekiel 37, by the way, and it says in Ezekiel 37, 3, And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you. And then you shall live, and you shall know that I am Lord. Right? And then he prophesied this. And then in, 30, in 37 eight he says, And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied, and he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. And I think this is like so amazing because, uh, as we know, bones uh, typify like the spirit, right? Yeah. And so if we want to take this um, story spiritually, it's maybe in times where like us or like maybe somebody else, but like mainly us, <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like in times where like we're in such like a dryness that it's almost like you know like there's like. <laughs> you know like yeah. we're in like in a dry like season, season you yeah. know and that's what, like that's find the the dry bones right like lack of like relationship with god or something yeah. like that you know and what I, I like is that when the lord breathes life into the bones and they come alive it's almost like every single thing that the lord does in every act that he does he sort of exceeds like expectations you know yeah. like um an example that i thought of was like um like the egyptians and israel when yeah. they were fleeing, like they were pursuing them, and the Lord could have easily just been like, "Boom, Egyptians dead." Yeah, you know, but no, He literally opened the way for the Egyptians to go to where they needed to go, and then in the process of that, also killed the Egyptians, right? Yeah, in the in the Red Sea, and so in this thing, in in this story, we see that um, the bones came to life. You know, they got flesh again, and and they and they came to life. And I like the part where it says they stood on their feet an exceedingly great army. So not only did he bring them back to life, but he made them an exceedingly great army. He made them like an army of soldiers, not even just like a regular army of soldiers, like a great army of soldiers. So like in us, when he breathes life into us, it's not just going to be like, okay, like you have like a little flame, that's it. Like, no, when he brings us back from the ashes, when he lifts us up, it's not just halfway. It's going to be all the way and a little more even after that, right? And I think that's just such an amazing thing i don't know if anybody else something to say yes i wanted to i wanted to add on to this because it's 
um i was literally looking for a verse and i and i completely lost it but i was thinking of of how how these things often come to us as like a you know the bible says like a as a thief in the night like you never Mm -hmm. expect these things to happen but they do end up happening which is why we need to like a be alert all the time and and many of the things um it's very important to understand this because i think the lord like fills our cup afterwards like it overflows like in abundance and in john 10 10 I'm going to read, you, read it to you guys really quick. It says, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. And when, and when Jesus is saying, um, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance, what's so beautiful about this is that, you know, the Lord knows everything that we go through and, you know, it's part of his plan and his perfect, you know, purpose for us. But there's like a, there's a, there's a, there's a uh, a chapter in the Bible, like in Matthew or John, one of those two, where Jesus has like his last prayer, and he and he is praying to the Lord, saying like, Lord, give me grace so that I am able to give grace to these people who are gonna stay behind. And throughout this whole prayer, like he's just praying for us, like he's just praying, like I want them to live such a happy life, and if there is gonna be torment, it's because I already paid the price for them. Almost, I I, I read it and I'm like, wow, this is like a like a love letter to us, like saying like, wow, Jesus, like you already knew I was going to go through bad times (laughs) and you still prayed for us. You asked for the Lord to give you grace so that we can have grace. Like how amazing is that? Like we were just predestined to not have, not only have just happy times, but also like bad times. But check this out because it's, we don't stay in the bad times all the time. In Isaiah 61, three, it's talking about the year of the the Lord's favor, and it gives us such like a beautiful promise. Obviously, to like uh to like Zion and everyone who like mourns in there. But okay, but that's the most important part. Um, in order for us to like get out of those ashes, we have to mourn in the where the presence of the Lord is. We can't just get out of uh the ashes and just be like, hey yo, I get to live whatever I want now. But those who mourn seriously in like the presence of the Lord, and it says Isaiah sixty one three to grant those who mourn in Zion the following to give them a turban instead of dust on their heads, a sign of mourning, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment which is expressive of praise instead of disheartened instead of a disheartened spirit. So they will be called the trees of righteousness, strong and magnificent, distinguished for integrity, justice, and right standing with God, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. In another version, it says so that we can be good trees and the Lord's wonderful plants. So imagine he's going to turn all of our ashes, all of our sadness, and he's going to, it says he's going to give us a crown. And not only a crown, but he's going to make sure that um, it says he sent me to name them good trees and the Lord's wonderful plant. Meaning like, wow, the growth was so beautiful that you are known to be a good tree. And if you go outside and see all the trees, you're not you're going to see one tree that, you know, wow, it got the right nutrients. Uh, You see like maybe fruits on it. Wow. It probably was taken care of in order for it to all have all those fruits. Like in order for the Lord to call you a good plant, a good tree is because, wow, you actually went through a whole process. And now that you have flourished and you have grown this was worth it and you can see that it, it was worth it at the end yeah uh, i completely agree and i like the what you said that when you rise from the ashes like it's not just like okay like go back and like take like take it easy like no it's like yeah. work towards like keeping it that way you know yeah. it's like when when we're taken out of like something like uh, like when we're beaten down stuff it's not just like okay like I'm gonna relax now like that's it like it's over like you know it's it's like okay now i'm gonna work towards working at working on the next thing you know yeah. and um i think it's 
um, I think it's very difficult because even though like we should be asking for the Lord to like take away these things that we shouldn't want, it's mm -hmm. difficult because I remember there's this, this song I used to love singing until I realized what I was singing. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's, it's, a, it's a song by Maverick, but uh, it's, it's a song. Uh, it's, it says, um, I want to be tried by fire, purified, oh, yeah. um, take whatever you desire, right? And um, it's crazy because I used to like sing this. I was like, yes. And then like I see like in the Bible, like people who actually like go through these trials and stuff. And it's like, oh, that's what I'm asking for. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because like I said, with the, with the, with a lot of like things you have to be beaten down, like, you know, the, like the olives to get like the olive oil you have to like press really it down press like, it hard yeah the pressure you know like that's how we get it like the oil right the anointing is we have yeah. to like we have to be pressed down and pressured by so many things in life and you know and when in honestly in retrospect it's pretty crazy when we like kind of complain about these things because yeah. like you said with like with like jesus how he literally went through like all the suffering for us and the the verse in um i forget where it is but it says um if the world hates you, just remember that it, he it hated Jesus yep. first, right? And that's crazy because like we'll complain if like people are like give us like a bad look because we we're Christian or like <laughs> if they like tell us something like like it to insult us. But yeah. Jesus literally got like persecuted and like sent to death, <laughs> yeah, by the world. So it's like the hate that the world gives us is not even like compared to like the hate that they already gave Jesus. But like these are the things that we need to ask for to and withstand to be able to do it just like job you know like in the in yeah. the beginning of job it says he was an upright and righteous man like the four characteristics of job right yeah but he wasn't those four characteristics until the end when the lord had tried him and he had gone through all the trials and stuff yeah. you know and we have to be just like that we have to like aim for that end goal and always keep that end goal in mind that hope at the end of the tunnel so that that can be our goal yeah yeah you know, I was going to tell you guys that um, I, I was hearing you guys, everything you guys were saying right now. And honestly, I just want to tell you guys something. And honestly, I still love that song, but, the, you know, like uh, Purify Me and, you know, Try My Fire. And I know I know, um, a lot of people have told me that they're scared and, you know, nobody wants to be tried by fire. In reality, nobody yeah. wants to be tried by fire. But in reality, um, how else are you going to be perfect? So, I mean, if you want to go and be with the perfect person, you must be tried by fire. So, yeah. I mean, I think I think we have to understand that just because you say try by fire doesn't mean that he you know is gonna he's gonna take everything away from you like job you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know I, th I think what you need to do is say god make me perfect you know be, yeah. be gentle with me but also you know mold me because mold me. i mean how else are you going to be molded if you're not you're not going to be put through the heat yeah. it's like uh you know like um i don't know i don't know if you've ever ever um ever seen those people that are that, are, that want to be athletes but don't ever want to go to the gym yeah, it, it, it's yeah, yeah, it's everybody, right? Everybody wants to dunk, but nobody wants to put in the work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you notice, uh, honestly, bro, everybody, everybody in the Bible, even Jesus Christ, yeah. had to suffer that way. Not just because he had to suffer like that, but he had to get to the moment present yeah. to be perfect. So uh, I think I think we have to understand that God breaks us and God leaves us the suffering, not because he likes to see you suffer, yeah. but he needs you to understand something out of that. If you notice, if you start just going through 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 all the people that were broken even job let's just go through job he needed to learn and as you read job you start seeing that he was doing a few things wrong yeah you know what i mean you start saying oh you know i did promise that i would not see any virgin women with my eyes and mm -hmm. you know he starts saying you know he starts actually coming out with the things that he was actually doing and then what, he, what does he do he, he gives him back everything but he comes back as a better man mm -hmm. as a man that is worthy of having double yeah. so i think uh rising from the ashes 
you have to understand that as we rise, we become better and we become that person that God wants. I don't know if you guys ever been through a trial, like a really hard trial, like a like a trial where you're like, okay, bro, like this is way too much. Or, like if you notice, like after you come out of it, you know where I noticed it in school. Um, one mm-hmm. time there was a there was this huge project due, and I was I couldn't be done with it, bro. Like I wasn't done. It was a huge project, and I said, nah, bro, I'm just gonna just grind. Right, bro. Yeah. I grinded all night. And how do you feel when you when you put when you when you you know you know when you put it in? How do you feel? Don't, don't you feel relieved and don't you feel like this like inner like feeling saying, I can do everything now, <laughs> right? Like like if I can do this, nothing else is gonna be as hard as yeah. this. And you, then you know that you know there's harder things, right? But but you know that's exactly what happens. Like that's exactly why David went through that. That's exactly why John went through that because God has to break us. So even there's a verse in the Bible that says that He chooses the worst of the worst, so there's no glory going towards us. Mm-hmm. But instead, all the glory goes to Christ. So imagine if He grabs you. A lot of people think that you know, oh, you know, I went to college and I graduated, and that's why I'm. In reality, no. God wants to use the worst. God wants to use the uneducated people mm-hmm. so he can never say that it was them. He wants to use the people that can't so he says that they can because of him and not because uh, of them of their own strength. So I just wanted to keep that in mind because sometimes we, we feel like, uh, you know, going through trouble or going through uh, the ashes. You know, it's like, a, you know, oh, God hates me. But in reality, he doesn't. He what doesn't. he wants is just, hey, I need you to learn a, f- a, a few things in order to push you ahead. Look yeah. at David. He was broken daily, bro. His dad hated him. Honestly, half the world hated him. His son his, persecuted his him. Son. Too? And yeah. if you notice, dude, like all of his life was like persecution. Yeah. Like tell me one moment that he was okay. Like even when he was king, Bathsheba came. Oh my god. Yeah. And then he got killed. And then his, his son died. <laughs> and then when he was with we good with that, then he had the the other guy, you know, uh, Bathsheba's grandpa that yeah. stabbed him in the back. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And then not only that, now he couldn't fight. Oh my, everything, everything was wrong with him. And what happened? It was just another way of God saying, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. You're here because of me. And he understood it. Yeah, go ahead. You want to know something so interesting about that, uh, David's like story? Because I gave it to the kids in, on Friday. And it's so beautiful to see because it, just because we've come out of the ashes does not mean that we're just going to... Uh, it's just going to be like beautiful and uh, like butterflies and rainbows all the time. Because David, if you think about it, when all the persecution time of like Saul going after him and everybody that was going after him and, and you know, so many, so many persecutions like in his life, when he became king, the Lord, the Lord told him like, all right, I'm going to give you rest now. Like, I'm going to make sure that you are not running away from any more persecutors. And from here on out, the enemies that are, like, going to rise up against you is because I'm going to be there holding you up. But the most important thing is that he says that the Lord tells him, I'm going to give you rest from all those times that you've been persecuting, being persecuted. And it's beautiful because David has not was not just persecuted for, like, a day or, or a week. It was years, like, years. And then when he became king, he was, you know, uh, granted this rest. But even after the ki- he became king, you know, he still had, like, some, like, issues he had to go through. His son persecuting him. All these examples that he just said. So it means, like, all right, be constant. Be be filled. Be diligent in the word. So when the t- when the hardships come, then you know what to do. Like, if you if you learn the first time, apply it to the second time. You learn both those, both those times. It's like you're, you're, like, getting more strength as you yeah. go. And that's the beautiful thing about coming out of ashes because you go from being dead to learning and then you get to flourish and actually learn from the mistakes before and then learn what you actually took and then take it with you as you grow.
<laughs> well, I don't know. Everybody decides to not not, take it, not, not speak anymore. Well, guys, you know, I, I was going to tell you guys that I think we should understand that um, there is no... What, what, I, what was this thing rising from the ashes, right? Yeah. I feel like you have to understand this, that with no ashes, there's no leveling up. I feel like we have to understand that, right? If you want to level up in everything, at some point, you have to start somewhere. Remember when we started using eSword? Yeah. Dude, it was so difficult, man. Like, it was ridiculous. Now... I think of something, I'm like, I gotta go there, I gotta go there, I gotta do this and do this. Yeah. And what happens? You know, you gotta look like a fool for a second. Yeah. And then once you get it, now look at you, bro. You're preaching the word of God. Who would have thought, dude? Yeah. Who would have thought? So, um, you know, guys, I want to tell you guys, I thank you guys for tuning in uh, to the encounter. God bless you guys. And remember that we're here every single Wednesday at 4 p.m. God bless you guys. Take care. See ya. Mm-hmm.